Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. magic is like if Gooper no, it's like you don't have to go find your path you just have to relax and let your path find you time isn't real math isn't real if you focus on magic you will create magic that's like a 100% John Stamos guarantee you really can manifest vibe anything higher. you want vibe higher bitch vibe higher vibe higher bitch vibe higher Welcome to Superficial Magic, the most magical place on the entire planet. I'm your host, Megan Granger, and today we have some stuff that you need to know. For example, rebirth. Do you know anything about it? I didn't. I just kind of thought, "Mm, you know, sometimes you let things go. Sometimes new things come in. Hey, this is a process that you can get really familiar with and do it the right way. Today's guest is Steph Rimple. She's a rebirth doula, an intuitive psychic, and she talks to us about what that means and how we can facilitate our own rebirths. She works individually and she has some amazing groups going on. So if you want to work with her, go follow her at Steph D. Rimple, R-E-M-P-E-L on Instagram and then she has a website coming soon and a podcast coming soon and I really like her. She has great energy. I learned a lot. I think you guys will really love her podcast. So I'll keep us abreast of that. So I have been able in several ways to let go of something that's not working to make room for something that I need and that I want. And you can't always see it and you don't always know for sure what it's going to look like, but know this, it is coming. Do the work to let go on your own time so the universe doesn't have to force your hand. I hope you love this episode. Come follow me at Megan Granger. I believe in you. The universe is focusing its undying love directly onto you. And this should be an adventure. Let's go. Welcome. So I've been really dying to ask you how you came up with the label Rebirth Doula because I've never heard that before. When it came to me, it wasn't anything that I had ever heard of either. However, it was it was like one of those moments where I was like, well, duh. Like, yeah, duh, of course, that's what I am. Like, of course, that's what I am. It's just like putting a label on it because um, for some context, my... I don't know, like journey or whatever you want to call it into, um, kind of finding my spirituality and becoming an intuitive healer and then labeling myself as a rebirth coach and a rebirth doula. It came in like the most bizarre way. And so it was like, I always kind of knew my whole life that there were things about me that were like different but I also didn't talk about it that much. So I didn't realize like how different the things (laughs) that I did and like just everything. I was like, oh, that doesn't happen to everyone. Like, totally. just like, I don't know, having dreams about things that, that came true or having people that would come to me with like a problem or, or something. And I would always, even if it was something I have literally zero fucking experience with. Like, I'm not a parent. I don't know things about parenting or about this problem or that problem, but someone would come to me and I would be like, 
what about this? Have you thought about this? And I'd be like, I don't know anything about this. And so why am I giving advice on this? You know, I eventually came to realize that I'm able to receive messages from spirit. And that kind of information all came to me in October of 2018, I think a a year later. So in October or November of 2019, um, I went to my healer for like the fourth time, my, my spiritual healer. And I was asking her some questions about some things because I was feeling very called to work more closely with death. And to be completely honest, I'm like a big scaredy baby. And that scared the shit out of me because I was like, what does that mean? I don't want to be seeing dead people. I don't want to be knowing about people that are going to pass away. Like I'm not here for that. That really scares me. And of course, like I can't even watch scary movies because like they terrify me. And so what she had said to me, she goes, wow, I've never heard this term before, but she said like, have you heard of like a birth doula that helps like facilitate birth into the world and and help, you know, moms figure out how to care for like this little human. And then there's also a death doula that helps, you know, people that have illnesses that know that they're going to pass away and, and how to navigate through that. She's like, you are a rebirth doula. You help people figure out what in their life they need to let go of, what needs to die, what they need to release so that they can step into their rebirth as in like the, the true alignment for like what the fuck they're meant to be doing in their life. And when she told me that it was like, oh, duh, like that's what I've been doing. So it wasn't like it changed anything for me, but it just gave me an understanding because so often we want to like label things, but this, it covers such a broad range of ways that I can help people that it, it, I feel like it doesn't pigeonhole me because a rebirth can be literally- Yeah, I was going to say, what is a rebirth? So in my personal experience, um, In my life, when I look back on it, I have had so many rebirths, like over and over and over again. And I think if you like look up in the dictionary, like I don't have it right in front of me, but it's something to the effect of reincarnating, or it says like a time of growth after you've had basically like a really shitty downtime and like where something challenging happened or something big happened. Throughout my life, it's been anything from moving to a different place or going to school or, um, you know, maybe like a a friendship ending. So like letting go and like releasing where I was and who I was and maybe like a belief or something about my life and then stepping onto this kind of like new direction, new path, new shift is a rebirth, whether it's something small or it's something big. And so my, my biggest thing that really like set my life on the direction it is now. Just before I was three years old, my dad um, committed suicide and, and he took his life. And so that without even my knowledge, you know, at the age of not even three, I mean, I had no way of comprehending what was going on, but that was my first big life shift and, and big change. And I guess, rebirth, um, stepping into a completely, you know, when something big happens to you in life, like big shifts happen and you move and you change and things are not the way that they were before. And so what I love so much about the work that I do and that I now have this like label to call it rebirth, it's like, oh my God, it feels so good. And when I think about rebirth, I just think about like passion and fire and excitement and newness. But in order to get there, I mean, there's, there's the stuff that 
that you got to see and you have to understand and you have to look at. And so that's kind of the work that I do, whether it's with the women that I do coaching mentorships with, or even if it's just like a conversation that I have with someone in my Instagram DMs, or it's something that I put out into the world through a post or people that I meet in real life. Like it's always about that thing. And it doesn't have to be a big life event. Like, I mean, it just so happened that I have had some of those like really big life altering things like my dad passing away or like just suddenly deciding that I needed to quit my 12 year career as a hairstylist. Big things. A lot of people that come to me are like, okay, this is something that I've been doing my whole life. So whether it's a relationship and that could be like a partnership or it could be a relationship with a parent. It could be a relationship with a friend. It could be with a job or with a specific house or a specific location. People often come to me knowing I know that I'm not meant to be here or I know that something about this isn't right for me because people are waking up and like connecting to their intuition. And so they're like, something about being here is not right but I don't know what to do. And such a big part of that is like, oftentimes we kind of get stuck in those things as though they are our identity. So like our identity is to be with this partner or to be in this friendship. Or for me, it was like, all I ever wanted to be since I was like eight, nine, 10 years old was a hairstylist. And so when I came to the realization that I wasn't meant to be there anymore, it hit me like a fucking truck because I was like, yeah. Cause I was like, if I'm not this, who am I? Mm -hmm. And so, um, when I went to my spiritual healer for the first time and she just confirmed to me, like when I was driving there, I was like, I know she's going to tell me something about myself being like a magical bitch. And she did. (laughs) (laughs) And she did. And, And she really confirmed for me that basically Everything or most of what she told me wasn't anything that I didn't already know, but it was like all of the confirmation. And like when I left there, I was like, okay, I I can't be here anymore. Like I am actually dying being here. And it's not because, you know, the owners were bad or the people were bad or that I hated doing hair because that wasn't the case. It was just that like my soul was like, girlfriend, you are not supposed to be here. So- Mm -hmm the universe was like conspiring in every way it possibly could to get me the fuck out of there. And that made it feel like, um, actually torture to go there every day. Uh, I hate when that happens in relationships where you're like, please just let me stay safe with this dumb person. I know. (laughs) Oh, and, and that's so hard too. And it's like, I had to go through that that process of going, okay, just because this is something that I've always done, it's not who I am. I really had to like let that part of my life die. How? So that, I mean, it, first of all, it's hard. And, and to just like go into it knowing that because I can't, I mean, you can't sugarcoat that. But what a, a big part of it is, is, is kind of like going in below the surface and, and asking the questions of like, why do I feel like this part of my life, this person, this job? And, and so for me, for example, it was the job, it was the people there, it was what I was doing. Why do I feel like this is such a part of my identity? 
And mm-hmm. what I broke it down to um, was like that I got to be creative. I love that I got to talk to people. I love that I got to ask questions and and like be curious and like all of that stuff. And I mean, help people feel good. And and when I look back, I realized that I was coaching people and, and helping people heal and like learning about people all the while I was there without realizing. But to kind of figure out what is it that you love there. And then, okay, what about this thing, this person, this place, this job that served me for this time? But, but why is it important for me to not be there anymore? Because, um, when we're, you know, when I was able to take a step back and look at it and say, wow, all of these things that this place taught me, like I started working there before I was 19 years old. I was there for nine and a half years. So I was just like a little baby. And I went through so much of my growth as a person there with, with the women that, that I worked with. I had things in my life that were shifting and changing and, and kind of becoming different. And I was becoming different. And that made it a lot harder for me to kind of fit in in the space there because like expectations for what I was supposed to be in that space. And when I was no longer, you know, fulfilling those expectations, the energy started getting really weird. And I, and I honestly think that a big part of that is because I mean, whether people know it or not, they can feel that energy. And I, and I think they probably knew that I was leaving before I even did because I was too scared to admit it to myself. But um, yeah, when you're able to like answer why it served you, that's really helpful. But then to also say, okay, but like, I can't stay here because this isn't serving me anymore. Oh, I really like that. Okay, so how it served you and then how it's not anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that that helps so that we don't have such a like death grip on that thing. Mm -hmm. Um, because oftentimes I think when we know that we're, we're supposed to be separating from something, we're like, but it was so good, but it was so good all of these other times. So like maybe it can go back to being this good again. Or, or sometimes it's like, we're holding on to like a ghost of a memory that, that no longer exists. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. And I think so much of it is really just about like, you have to look at, and just like, listen to like what your like knowing is telling you, because when you connect to that, your intuition is never going to point you in the wrong direction ever. And, and I've had that proven to me time and time again, because when I decided to quit my job, I didn't even know that I hardly knew that I could even connect to spirit. Yeah. So I didn't even know that this was going to be like how I was making my living. (laughs) Just a side note there. How did you figure that out? Like, what was that experience like? Yeah. So at that time, once I kind of had like received the permission to know that I could connect with this higher power, kind of like in a conduit type of way, like um, a conduit is basically like a connector. 
So um, I came to the realization that, that I'm basically a conduit for spirit. And so that the messages and kind of channels from, you know, the higher power and the divine just kind of come right through me. Once I realized that, I just started with myself connecting with spirit more and asking questions and receiving guidance. And, and um, I learned about the Akashic Records and I would kind of go into there a little bit and, and receive guidance and ask questions and all of this stuff. I remember one time, I think it was in November of 2018. So this was just two months before I like was done work when I was like quit my job. And um, I remember asking spirit, like, am I going to be doing readings for other people or is this just for myself? And spirit said, like, for now, it's just going to be for yourself, but down the road, you'll do it for other people. And like, you'll know. And I was just like, okay. And I just like every day woke up and just blindly trusted my own intuition, trusted the messages that I was receiving because I know when I'm talking about all of this now, like it sounds like I'm so like confident and I know exactly what I'm talking about. And I saw this perfect picture in my mind because I'm magic and I can predict the future. That's like not the case. Right. (laughs) I just was like, I knew that everything was going to be okay. And I knew that this was what I was I knew that I was like not supposed to be at my job anymore and that there was more for me, but I had no idea what the fuck that was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So I think in like January or February, like right after I had officially, um, you know, quit, I was just like one morning I was doing like a meditation and it connected with spirit and spirit was just like, today is the day. And I was like, the day for what? Like, (laughs) and (laughs) they were like, you're going to go on Instagram and you're going to go on live and you're just going to like open up to like the universal energy and just channel for the people. And I was like, well, I've never done it for anyone other than myself. And they were just like, that's okay. Just do it. (laughs) I literally was just like, okay. Oh my goodness. I know. And I'd never done it. And I, and, and I think a big, a big part of, of like what's kind of helped me like be really authentic to myself is that even when I first hopped on to do that, I didn't like, I didn't pretend that I knew what I was doing. Like I just hopped on and I was like, okay, hey everybody. So this is what happened. I received this message and I'm just supposed to do this and I've never done it before. So I don't even know if it's going to work, but like, thanks for being here. And like, let's just give this a try. And so I channeled this message and I obviously, I don't remember what it was, but, and then afterwards I was like, okay, so again, I've never done this before, but anyone who's watching, does anybody want to like ask a question and I'll see if I can like connect and pull out some wisdom for you. And I was like, uh, also I've never done this before, so I don't even know if it's going to work. And I think I had three or four people that I don't know in real life that asked me questions and I just connected and I just trusted whatever came out and everybody, whether it was in that public thread or whether they messaged me afterwards, were like, oh my God, I'm in tears. This is everything that I need to hear. This was exactly on point. And I was like, oh my God, sweet. We kind of have this idea in our minds that we can't move forward until we deal with the thing. And sometimes that's the case, but we can also do both. We can be understanding, looking, healing, like releasing and and letting that part of us die as we step forward at the same time, which is really cool. And moving forward is kind of 
what what exactly is that? It's, you know, where people are at when they come to me, because I, I had a girl back in October that everything shifted for her, like, right, like, boom, 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 boom. Like it was bizarre. Like girlfriend was like going through it. She was having dreams. She was having these experiences. Um, and once she like, and it was, we were looking at a lot of, um, healing, healing trauma with her, um, for some things that she'd experienced in her early twenties. And, um, as soon as she went through all of this, she had a lot of like energetic weight that she was carrying that had manifested like physically on her body that she couldn't seem, no matter what she did, it like wouldn't go away. And as soon as all of this happened within like um, three weeks of us working together, I think in those next four weeks, she lost like 18 pounds because energetically when she released all of that like resentment and anger and sadness that she was carrying inside of her, her body was able to let go of it. Okay. This is fascinating. So I know. <laughs> there so okay, so there's this energy in our bodies that we've all built up that are that is resentment or, you know, envy, what whatever millions of things we can have that are kind of quote unquote heavier or negative emotional charges, right? So when we release them, where do they, where do they go? Ooh, that, I like that one. So, um, someone that I've worked with, she shared this with me and I really like that because a lot of the times people will say, okay, like I release this, like back out into the world or I send this like into, you know, I send this into the earth to be like, I don't know. And people get all fancy and they're like replenished into a tree, like, or whatever. She said to me, send this back to where it came from. That could be to that person. That could be to, you know, the person that gave that person their trauma that led mm. them to do this to a person in the first place. Um, and I think too, there are like, I don't know if we're going to get into like dimensions and all that stuff. There could be some weird place it goes to there, but what matters is just like, I send this back to where it came from because it is not mine to carry anymore. Totally. And it never was, but we're just like, we're so human, right? Yeah. Nobody ever teaches us this stuff. I believe that throughout our lifetime, whether they're big scale or whether they're little scale, we're constantly. I mean, we're, I shouldn't say we're constantly, but we're meant to constantly be going through rebirths. And that doesn't mean that they're big, but I mean, if you think about it, good Lord, like if I'm the same person I was 10 years ago, like I'm doing something wrong, you know? Yes. <laughs> and so, um, I think that we're meant to always be going through even just mini rebirths and maybe throughout our, our lifetime, if we live to be a hundred, some bigger ones along the way. Um, because if we're not, then what the fuck are we doing? Then we're not living out what our soul's purpose is in this lifetime. What's so important is that um, just because we've been given a set of circumstances, or maybe we were born into a specific religion or a specific like, I don't know, your family believes in a specific like political thing or like whatever. Um, so many people kind of get stuck in the, um, well, this is what I've been taught. So this is all there is. And I think we're meant to be curious. We're meant to ask questions. We're meant to do all of that stuff so that we can learn and grow and understand. And throughout that, 
those rebirths happen. I mean, they have to. Hey guys, it's Megan. I love conversations like this where you hear about somebody really going into their experience and changing what happens with it. How do you do that? You have to ask yourself the hard questions and that usually means therapy. May I recommend BetterHelp? That's H-E-L-P. Join the over 700,000 people taking charge of their mental health, the help of an experienced professional. The special offer for Superficial Magic guests is that you get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com backslash believe. It almost feels like curiosity is the opposite of fear in this situation. And it's just like, which one are you going to go towards? Ooh, I like that. Mm. Mm. I am like here for the curiosity always. Yeah, right. I Somebody was looking at a baby picture of me the other day and they're like, holy shit, you were so curious. And I was like, oh, I was. Um, that, yeah. turned, that turned to fear right quick, but <laughs> I want to okay. get back to that. Okay. I wanted to ask you, we kind of had some, some conversations. Tell me about this rebirth that you are experiencing right now. Holy shit. What is happening? What is happening? Um, okay. Probably like four months ago, I felt this really intense kind of kundalini thing at the base of my spine and it started rising. And every night it w- I can physically hear like spider webs cracking as this energy like moves through my body. Um, and it's just kind of tearing all, it's like tearing my energy apart, but in the best way. I definitely, it felt like somebody cut a million like spider webs. That's not a really good way of saying it, but it was like my heart was wrapped really tightly in something right. and that got cut. And, and expanded. It was crazy. It felt like a million pounds was lifted off my chest. There was so much more room. I was going to say, I'm, as, you're, as you're telling me this, I'm, I'm seeing things and I'm being shown things and I'm, I'm being dropped things. So here's what's really, this is really, really cool. Ooh. What, what is like just begging to be seen and to come out of you right now is your inner child. Shit. She is like, let me out of here. And not in a bad way. Like, let me out because I want to play. I want to have fun. I want to, um, she is like, let me out because she's, she's showing me that, um, while there were some things from your childhood that, that you, you really like want to keep like bottled up and, and wrapped up so tightly. Cause you're like, I ain't even going there because you're, you're doing that. You're also keeping her joy and her playfulness and her love and all of that. You're keeping that part of her stuck in there too. And so, um, what's happening is that she's trying to come out, but then your subconscious is trying to shove the parts of her that you don't want to kind of know or remember, like some of the things that she felt and some of the fears that she had and some of the experiences that she had. You're trying to shove those things back in, but the other part of her wants to come out. And that's kind of why it seems like it's a constant, like, almost like a push and a pull and a push and a pull because she is like trying to make her way out so hard. Oh my God. I'm scared of her. (laughs) No, no. But I mean, 
you're right though, because in order for her to, to come out in her beauty and her joy and her playfulness, there's also some other stuff that you're going to have to look at. Yeah. So what, what do you do with a client who, who hits a thing like that? You're kind of like, get curious, ask some questions, get some more information about maybe why you're not letting, letting yourself go there. Yes. And so for what came to me first for you is a, um, a fear of, of being seen, which is interesting because obviously there are lots of, lots of parts of you that you just put out and that exist in the world. But, um, what it actually is, is that, um, they're just kind of showing me like back then there may have been some, um, some fear of safety, but also just like, I, I can't be seen or I'm not allowed to be seen for like who I am. Or maybe you were like, like, don't do that or don't be that way or, or that kind of thing. So then that child version of you was like, Oh, if I can't be who I am and I'm getting in trouble for doing this or saying this, the kind of the things that, that kids do and that are curious about, like you said, well then, then I'm not, I'm not allowed to be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, what I do when I'm, when I'm working with someone, um, like, and we'll just use this as an example is I would just, I would start asking questions about, okay, so what is, what are your first memories of not feeling like it was safe for you to be seen? And then we start going, going into that. And then as, as my clients are, are talking and kind of sharing their memories, um, and the things that, that come up again, spirit starts dropping things down to me, questions to ask them and, and all of that stuff. And what's so cool about the way that it's so interactive is that, um, one of my favorite, like sneaky, like, like snaky things that I love about what I do is that like in the sneakiest way by me asking my clients questions and them thinking and answering, I'm teaching them to do this for themselves. Amen. Yeah. Because, um, I, what my goal is, is to help people to figure this out. But while I'm doing this to also teach them how to be curious about themselves so that when they move forward from working with me, that they can just constantly when their own, like when an anxiety moment comes up or when a feeling comes up or when they have a bizarre reaction to something that happened in their life, they can take a step back and go, what just happened there? Mm-hmm. And ask themselves the questions that I ask them so that they can go in and dig the things out of themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, like, what does trauma or, or stuff like that play a part in your life? Like, have you moved past this stuff too? Because I feel like you really embody a lot of these things. Yes. And that's the reason that I'm able to dig into this and, and teach this and guide people through this in the way that I do is because I fucking lived it. Mm. So, um, my, just for like a super quick backstory after my dad passed away, my mom remarried and, and the person that she remarried really, um, I mean, really like fucked me up. Um, a lot of like mental abuse, and so a lot of what I grabbed onto that then kind of continued to manifest into my, you know, into my adult life was just that constant belief that I was not good enough. There was not anything that I could do right. And so 
because there were so many aspects of my life that were out of control, I then developed this, like, I was just a control freak. I needed to know everything. I need to have everything perfect. And if anything kind of went a little bit sideways, I would like lose my damn mind. So, um, I had, (laughs) I know I had anxiety that was for a about a year and a half, two years, that was like bad, like panic attacks. Like my husband would just like look at me and I would just like fall apart on the floor, Mm -hmm. like in a panic attack. And, and what I was able to realize through, through doing the things, um, is that, and this is, this is my belief that everything comes down to trauma. Majority of the time, it's something that happened to us before we were nine years old. Now keep in mind, trauma doesn't have, like not everyone has had experiences like me where where like big T traumas have happened. It can also just be like little T traumas, like where, I don't know, you drew your mom a picture and, and she made fun of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like a big thing, but that's a thing that, that you remembered. Or it could be where, you know, your dad told you like, well, hurry up. What do you have to say? Like spit it out when you were trying to share something. And then it made you feel like you didn't have a voice and that because you couldn't think on the fly that you were more stupid than everyone else. It mm-hmm. could have just been like a little T trauma. It doesn't have to mean that your parents sucked. It just means that things got locked in there. And so as I started and I did all the things, I did the yoga, I did the meditation, I did the breathing, I ate healthy, I cut out sugar, caffeine, I stopped drinking alcohol, like everything and I was still struggling. And so um, I did end up going on medication for a while. And as I was getting to the point of, of feeling okay and, and being ready to um, wean off of my medication, I realized that the triggers that my husband was, the, the ways he was triggering me was reminding me of my stepdad. And not because my husband was an asshole, but just because just any little thing he would say to me about like, Oh, are you gonna, I don't know, like, don't forget to do the laundry today. I would, I would automatically go, Oh my God, I didn't do the laundry today. I'm a bad wife. I can't do anything right. Why the fuck did I forget to do it? I meant to do that three days ago. Like that's the spiral that would go through my head because I can't do anything right. And so once I realized that, I was able to really start looking at those memories. And and like I shared earlier, going back and just saying, okay, what did I learn from this? What did this tell me? What did this show me about myself? And how did this lead me to be the person that I am today? And then I had this like ridiculous, bizarre, like divine timing where I actually ran into him at a random gas station and I hadn't seen him in 15 years. No. Oh yeah. Crazy, crazy. And in that moment, I was like, okay, I can either sit in my car and hide and pretend I didn't see him and wait till he leaves, or I can get out and walk up to that door and just face him. And that's exactly what I did. I just like grabbed little Steph's hand and I was like, let's go girlfriend. And we just walked up and all I said was just like, hi. And he didn't recognize me at first because he hadn't seen me in so long, but He just said, hi back. And like, literally that was it. There was no exchange, whatever. But in that moment, I was just like, I am powerful. Mm. I have conquered this, you know, all of that stuff. And, um, 
a couple of days later, I ended up writing this. It was just meant to be a journal entry. And by the time it was done, I realized that I'd written him a forgiveness letter. And that was wild. But by going in and looking at that trauma and understanding it and, and, and kind of putting all the stuff in to, to heal it, as soon as all of that happened, I, my, and this sounds crazy. And if it didn't happen to me, I wouldn't even believe it, but my, it was gone. No more anxiety attacks. I, I don't even have anxiety now, like the way that it manifests in the body and in physical ways, it's gone. It's not ever going to go anywhere. You can do all of the empowerment stuff for yourself that you want. But if you never address why that feeling is there in the first place, it's not going away. Ah. I know. And why I feel like I can ask other people questions about these things is because the, the questions I asked others are not anything that I haven't asked myself. Mm, yeah, that's important. Is there anything else that you want to add to the uh, to the information we have that can kind of help us on this journey? Pay attention to what your soul and intuition is telling you and know that it's okay for you to say, I know that I'm not supposed to be here in this place, but I'm also afraid. Know that those, again, both, that both of those feelings are going to be there. It's not that you're just going to wake up one morning and just be like, I know that this is what I meant to do. And I don't even have one fear. Like that's not realistic. That's, that's like not going to happen. Right. So to know that it's okay to, to trust those feelings, but to also be having questioning and fear that that just one step at a time trust that little feeling that little urge and your intuition is just saying go for it go for it go for it then i'm like then trust that because when even though you know you might feel like i don't have time this month or maybe like my finances aren't exactly where i want them to be or or kind of whatever thing comes up trust that when you put out the energy to the universe and you say, universe, I'm ready to heal. I'm ready to grow. I'm ready to learn whatever I need to learn so that I can be living the life I meant to. The universe is conspiring with you. So the time is going to become available. The finances are going to come your way and everything's going to work out because the universe wants what's best for you. And I also tell people that like, if your intuition is saying not yet, then listen to that. Then that's okay mm. too. And so, um, e- so even like right off the bat, of course, like I want to heal everyone. I want to help everyone. But like right off the bat, I'm teaching people, trust yourself, trust what that feeling is telling you. Yes. Divine timing. Fucking I know. Love it. How do people yep. find you? So I am, I do most of my everything on Instagram. So my name on Instagram is Steph D. Rempel. Coming soon, like I'm not sure like when this podcast will be out, but I'm going to be having my own podcast launching. I'm going to have a website and yes. all that stuff. And so um, I also just think this is a really fun thing to say. I have like completely grown this business that I have that is like thriving and doing big things without a fancy website, without fancy graphics. Um, I'm in my pajamas most of the time. Like, like, so, so I, right. I want to say that just to let people know that like, 
all of the things that we think have to be perfect, like like I said, the perfect graphic, and you can only take a video when you look fancy, and like all of this stuff. It's like just be you and just go for it because all of those like feelings that you're putting on yourself only exist if they're there. And so if I would have told myself, well, I can't launch life coaching because I don't have a website. Well, I still wouldn't have one because I still haven't taken the time to make someone create me a website, you know? So, um, whatever those like limiting beliefs you have on yourself, kind of just fuck them and just go for it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.